Hello, hello everyone and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Now, Primetime brought to you as always by our friends over at freemanhyundai.com. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But tonight, we will talk about what Dalton Schultz had to say because tonight, uh, today marked the first day of the Cowboys spring workout program. Dante Fowler, Dalton Schultz spoke to the media and Schultz outlined two areas of improvement for the Cowboys offense. One of them is individual the other one is from a team standpoint. Later on the show, we'll have Mock Draft Monday. Uh, we're going to take a look at a Mock Draft from The Athletic that had a defensive player going to the Cowboys. And I don't want to sound like one of those clickbait articles, but it's it's probably not the guy that you're expecting it uh, to be. So we'll talk about that later on the show. I know that sounded uh, clickbaity. AF, but that's 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 what happens sometimes. Fowler is better than Gregory, says Samuel Rowe. I would strongly uh, disagree with that. I would love it to be true. I don't know that that I can I could back that up though. What is up, Kenneth? Watching from Syracuse. Joe is watching from Italy. Shout out to Joe, ADC Sports Dallas Primetime uh, International. What time is it on Italy? Uh, I appreciate yo tuning in as always. That's crazy. You can also check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content. Now, here we go. Let's talk about what Dalton Schultz had to say. The first of which was the most interesting one uh, to me. Because he talked about weight. He talked about how he added this offseason five or six pounds. So he can, and this is from Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News. He said, hold my own a little more, blocking some of the larger edge defenders the team faces, particularly in the NFC East. Might not sound much to a non-athlete, he said, but extra mass, a serious improvement for Dalton Schultz. Now, the first question right off the bat for you guys in the chat, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, is Dalton Schultz adding five to six pounds a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Do you think it's actually going to make a difference for Dalton Schultz? Now, I will preface this by saying Dalton Schultz blocking a little bit over-criticized, in my opinion, but there you go. That's the question. Is Dalton Schultz adding five to six pounds a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Let me know your answers in the chat because I do have an opinion on this. But before you do so, uh, no, excuse me, while you do so, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Elantra, which comes at Pretty incredible price of $21,990. Miles per gallon, a capacity 33 in the city, 
goes up to 43 in the highway. It comes with it comes with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, backup camera, lane keeping assist, which is a pretty cool feature. But that price is what gets me when it comes to the 2022 Elantra, $21,990. You can check it out alongside new Freeman Hyundai vehicles over at freemanhyundai.com. That is freemanhyundai.com. Let's see your answers here because I think it's going to be a little bit uh, controversial. Small deal says MJ. Lumen goes with no deal. Samuel says small deal. Toxic Tom, come on. I think it's important. Small deal in a bad way, says Gregory. Ryan Doyle says it matters where the six pounds is. If it's in his shoulders, good. If it's in his gut, it's bad. I don't think it's going to be uh, in his gut, though. Deal never bad to add weight, says Kevin Knight. My answer is it's a small deal. Here is why. It's no secret that you need mass to move people when you're out there blocking on the playing field. People like to say this about offensive linemen all of the time. I, I think it, at the end of the day, it applies to anyone who is blocking out there that there are two main factors that will allow you to move people on the playing field. Number one is mass. And number two is leverage. So there is no denying that adding mass uh, is going to matter for Dalton Schultz. Now, without context, it might not sound like much. Five to six pounds, eh, not a big deal at first glance. However, and this is according to Todd Archer from ESPN, Dalton Schultz weighed 255 pounds in the 2021 season last year he was at 255 pounds now that would be around the 70th percentile in the nfl whereas 261 262 pounds if he added six pounds uh to say uh a specific number here 261 pounds that is pretty much a big deal you become one of the heaviest tight ends in the NFL at that number. Maybe not the heaviest or anything like that, but among the pass catchers, you will be up there. And I went and looked at looked at some of the most known names at the position in the NFL and also some of the best pass blockers according to PFF's grades from last year. And you had Mark Andrews at 256, Jack Doyle, who recently retired from the league at 262, one of the heaviest. John Bates, also one of the best blockers in the league, 259. So you had some of these players be around, like Jack Doyle and John Bates are going to be around the weight that Dalton Schultz is claiming to have right now. And they ended the season as one of the best blockers in the NFL at the position. Mark Andrews, sort of the exception at 256 with the Baltimore Ravens. But also, we know that Travis Kelsey, George Kittle can do a little bit of everything, yet they, they are also pretty good pass blockers. George Kittle at an impressive 250. That definitely is light. That would be at the 50th percentile in the NFL. Travis Kelsey at 256. So I will say small deal because it definitely will help Dalton Schultz, but it also definitely is not all about the weight or the mass. It's also about technique. It's also about the way that you're used. And hey, 
Dalton Schultz mentioned that he wanted to add weight to block some of the larger edge defenders the team faces. Schultz should be out there blocking large edge defenders in the first place. We don't need a throwbacks to the Arizona Cardinals game in which he had to have those two reps versus uh, Chandler Jones. And we were out there just scratching our heads while watching the playoff game. Now, I do think that the blocker for uh, the blocking for Dalton Schultz has been over criticized by Cowboys Nation. I'm not going to say that Dalton Schultz is one of the best blocking tight ends or anything like that in the in the NFL. However, I will say it's not as bad as, as, as some people make it out to be. I wouldn't describe it, for example. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that it's terrible. I saw a comment. Let me try to find it. I wouldn't say that, that he's a terrible blocker. I would say, I would disagree with Nicholas here. I will say that he is average and maybe above average. Average seems to me like the, the correct adjective though. So Dalton Schultz added five to six pounds. We'll see if it works out for him. I think it's a small deal. That will be my official answer for it. Ryan Doyle says, Dalton Roadhouse Schultz has got to start kicking ass this year. He cost us at least three touchdowns, says Michael, inside the 10-yard line because he missed blocks. There was specifically this play in which he had, what was it? Was it the Tampa Bay box game in the first week? It's blocking in space that he's bad, says Samuel Rowe. However, I would say, that if you look at tight ends around the league, you will find that it's not like he's on the poor marginal range of tight ends in the NFL. I, I would put him in the solid range of tight ends when it comes to blocking. It's just that as Cowboys fans, we are exposed to Dalton Schultz way more frequently. He's definitely nowhere near the top of blocking tight ends in the league. But he, and this is another example, and I know that we like to hate on Pro Football Focus's grades a little bit from time to time, but he was graded as the 15th best tight end in blocking. Maybe that's not a great ranking, but it's also not the bottom of the league. And I think that's what it is. I, I, don't, I think it's that we, we look at him, miss some blocks here and there, and we're ready to call it a bad, uh, call him a bad blocking tight end. I don't think he's bad. I think he's solid and maybe nothing more. Kevin Knight, I agree with this. Dalton is average, not great. When it comes, of course, to blocking. Gregory says we need him to play better this year. Michael says blocking in line, he's okay. You are correct. In space, not good. Toxic Tom says he's a good tight end that we probably are going to grossly overpay. That is the biggest question of them all. And it will probably come down to whether or not the Cowboys draft a tight end high in the NFL draft. This upcoming event. Iceberg Slim says, I want Dalton Schultz to get down the field more. That's also something that I would love to see. At some point in this offseason, we were looking at the average depth of targets for tight ends. And Dalton Schultz was definitely on the lower side of things there. 
uh, I would like to see more of him running these vertical routes. And that's why some people will doubt whether to pay him or not a long-term extension. Because you gotta, it's only fair to ask yourself, is Dalton Schultz the guy that will trouble secondaries? Maybe not. I think it's fair to put that question out there. <laughs> Cowboys Can Fan Podcast says, I would like to see anyone on our team get down the field more. <laughs> I think that's fair. Now, Dalton Schultz, what has, make, uh, what has made him, though, not only a quality starter for the Cowboys, but a leader on the team. And I think that is reflected on the second area of improvement that Dalton Schultz pointed out this morning, which was football IQ. He was asked what's the key to growth as the Cowboys offense moves forward without Amari Cooper. This is from Jory Epstein or from USA Today. Dalton Schultz replied, and the quote is, Football IQ, understanding not only the call plus your responsibility, but why Kellen is trying to call the call. Where those concepts fit in the game flow, lot of room to grow there. Interesting from Dalton Schultz, because it's been an offseason in which Cowboys fans have had little reason to get excited with upgrades because it's not like the Cowboys are signing offensive free agents that will change the course of this offense. They are losing Amari Cooper. They're losing Lyle Collins. And yet, there is room for improvement with the players and coaches that are already on board. The question for you in the chat is, do you agree or disagree on football IQ being the biggest area of improvement. Now, here's where it gets interesting. And, and we shouldn't read too much into this quote because some people will say, oh, that tells me that the Cowboys players uh, don't have any idea what Kellen Moore wants to do. I don't think that's what Dalton Schultz is trying to convey here. He says, understanding not only the call plus your responsibility, but why uh, Kellen is trying to call the call. Where those concepts fit in the game flow, a lot of room to grow there. I think Schultz has a very strong point here. I think he doesn't mean it in a toxic kind of way, attacking Kellen Moore or anything like that, but it's logical. And we saw plenty of instances in which it felt like the Cowboys were not in the same page. And we pointed out what seemed to be some miscommunications, some moments when you didn't really know if it was on Dak uh, with him missing the throw or if the receiver had run a different route. Schultz is talking about overall awareness of the game. And in an offseason in which you have not added playmakers, you have taken a step back at wide receiver and right tackle, and hey, right now, at the moment, even at left guard, until the Cowboys draft someone, whether it's with the 24th overall pick or a, or a later pick remains to be seen. But it does seem like the kind of thing that the Cowboys need to put attention to. 
I will say, however, that I kind of disagree with it being the biggest area of improvement. Of course, Dalton Schultz is not going to come out and say it, but I would say play calling and game planning overall. You guys know where I stand with Kellen Moore. Love the play design. Game planning and the scheme side of things could definitely uh, improve. Bruce says Schultz needs to work on blocking more and the route three. MJ agrees. Nicholas says, absolutely, I agree. I think we had a serious execution problem last year because players were not on the same page. Definitely a big deal that the Cowboys need to address. From the looks of it, the whole offense could grow in football IQ, says Michael. What is up, Uncle Charles? Thank you for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Why is Kellen, says Toxic Tom, playing a running back with a thorn PCL over a guy averaging five yards per carry? You know, I, I ultimately, Kellen is the guy that runs the offense. But are we really sure that's a Kellen Moore problem? And Toxic Tom, you, a fierce, you know, critic of the Cowboys front office know what I'm talking about. Moore needs to go into Mike McCarthy's barn this offseason, says Bruce. Uh, listening to the maps, says Dario. Hopefully the maps are able to pull that win in game two. Play calling was hot, garbage, bubble screens, and the gap runs all day, says Samuel. Gregory says, Mo, exactly what does McCarthy actually do for this team? It's a very complicated question to answer, yet the answer is not really as bad as it may sound. Because the truth is, Kellen Moore runs the offense, Dan Quinn runs the defense, Bones runs the special teams. So plenty of, of people will say, then McCarthy is not a great head coach. But that doesn't necessarily... Uh, is correlated. And here's what I mean. Bruce Arians, who just won the Super Bowl two, two years ago with the Tampa Bay Bucks, is kind of the same head coach. He is like a CEO sort of coach. That is not exclusive to McCarthy and the Cowboys, but in some places it works. Now, maybe McCarthy is not the answer for the Cowboys, but I don't think that him not running one of the three aspects of the game <coughs> is the reason why. Basically, he coordinates the coordinators, right? Basically, he, he runs the staff meetings. He keeps everyone in check, whatever that means. And he will deal with press conferences. As Nicholas says, it might sound like a joke, but that's a big part of his job, just dealing with the media overall. Some people will not like that sort of, you know, organization or that sort of leadership style, but it's pretty common in football. It's definitely not new to the, to the NFL or anything like that. Ryan Doyle with the fun fact of the night. I didn't know this. I love this. Ryan Doyle says Vince Papala's son plays for the Tampa Bay Bandits in the USFL. I, I, I think I've said this before on the show. This is where I make a confession. I know we don't 
like the Eagles around here. But man, that movie was one of the movies that I absolutely watched and rewatched and then watched it again when I was a kid, Invincible. And then later on in life, I figured out <laughs> that a lot of it was Disney at work because the Vince Palace story, pretty cool, yet pretty different to what you see in the movie. But I loved it. Kevin Knight says the movie sucked. Well, hey, I was a kid back then. Still sort of am at 22 years old, maybe, but it's all relative. However, when I was like a little, little kid, man, I loved that movie. I couldn't stop watching it. Now, there is a scene in there that has the Cowboys beating the Philadelphia Eagles. So you cannot completely hate it, right? <laughs> all kidding aside, though. There's just a lot of cheesy, sportsy quotes on that movie, and I'm here for it. <laughs> when I'm watching a sports movie, I'm here for the, for the cheesiness of it. <laughs> you know, feel a good story, but screw Phil, this is Nicholas, pretty much, right? Now, Samuel so says, I hate cheesesteaks and uh, Liberty Bell, too. I do like cheesesteaks, I will say that. <laughs> I will admit to that, and I've never been to Philadelphia, so I don't know about the Liberty Bell. Until 2017, that movie and Rocky was all Eagles fans had. I'm not going to point out the sad aspect of Bruce's comment. I'm not going to point it out. I'm not going to say what, what's sadder for us <laughs> with that comment out there. You guys can You guys can probably figure it out, though. But yeah, I do love that movie. That, that's my confession of the day for you. But it turns out, Roy point, Ryan pointed out, Vince Palasson plays in the USFL, which is kind of crazy. Anyways, moving on, uh, we'll talk about the mock draft of the week. This is from the Anta Lee over at The Athletic. Must follow, guys, on Twitter. Nate Ties and, and The Anta Lee, who have been recent additions to The Athletic, are must-follows. And Nate Tice specializes on offense, while DeAnta Lee specializes on defense. And he had a mock draft pick for the Cowboys at 24th with, that is a defensive pick. Now let me tell you, Sion Johnson, still on the board. Kenyon Green, still on the board. Tyler Linderbaum, still on the board. And in this mock draft, the Cowboys let all of them fall and they go and take a defensive player. Here's where it gets interesting with uh, Deante's mock draft. The Cowboys do not take any of the big name defensive players that we've been seeing in the 30 visits. So you have maybe Jordan Davis. It's not him. You have some of the linebackers, Devin Lloyd, who is on the board, and the Cowboys yet did not take him because with the 24th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys throw a changeup in the Antilles mock draft by taking Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia, even though Jordan Davis was available. The question for you guys in the chat was a mandatory one. 
Would you rather draft Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis if both were available and it all came down to a defensive tackle? If it came down to a defensive tackle, would you rather have Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis? Because for many, the initial reaction might be Samuel's reaction here in the YouTube chat saying that's silly. But to be fair, and in and Toxic Tom is also saying, is that a serious question? To be fair, to to the anti-Lee, Dane Brugler, in my opinion, the face of NFL draft coverage in today's world. Guess who he ranks higher? He ranks Devontae Wyatt higher. Daniel Jeremiah has the worlds apart. He has Wyatt at 20th and Davis at 11th. But Wyatt is 23rd for Dane Brugler with Jordan Davis being 24th. Not everyone is super high on Jordan Davis because of the small amount of snaps that he played in 2021 coupled with the inconsistencies on his game before last year. And it also comes down to another question. And you, Cowboys fans, know this better than anyone. Not all teams look at one techniques and three techniques the same. And Devontae Wyatt is, an, is the ultimate three technique. He lined up almost exclusively at three tech last year. Whereas Jordan Davis lined up most of the time as the nose tackle. And we know that the Cowboys will put more weight in three techniques than in one techniques. The overwhelming answer so far is Jordan Davis. Michael went with Davis, Gregory as well. Uh, MJ says Devontae Wyatt would be the pick for uh, MJ. Nicholas says Jordan Davis, the run stopper. Davis is Toxic Tom. Davis is Bruce. Most people going with Wyatt. Kevin, uh, most people, excuse me, going with Davis. Kevin Knight, however, does go with Wyatt. If, if it was my pick, if it was my pick, I would go with Jordan Davis just because I dream of having that two-gap, nose-tackle player on the Cowboys' defensive front because I kind of fantasize with whatever looks Dan Queen would be able to give us on that defensive front. But I will tell you what. If the Cowboys want to build on their strength, which right now is their pass defense, defensively speaking, why not take Devontae Wyatt and improve your pass rush? I know that sometimes you want to have all bases covered and we want to maybe fix the run defense. But would you hate an approach in which the Cowboys say, we're already good versus the pass, or at least we were in 2021. Let's build on that. Let's go get the better pass rusher. Would you hate that? I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't mind Devontae Wyatt at all with the 24th overall pick. We need that trash can filled with dirt up the middle, uh, says Bruce. I honestly cannot remember the last time that we had a good, a complete good defensive line. It's Toxic Tom's uh, Tom Down His Burner account. 
Yeah. Hey, listen, both picks, both picks would be pretty cool for the Dallas Cowboys. And I know that sometimes optimism can be at its strongest point when it comes to the NFL draft. And I don't want to jinx it. But can do you guys envision a scenario in which you're not happy with whoever the Cowboys pick at 24th? I don't think that exists right now to me. I think you would have to be very pessimistic to envision that kind of scenario. Bruce says, okay, Mo, you might sway me. That would be the case for Devontae Wyatt, in my opinion. Just building on that strength. I'm all for building on strength when it comes to the NFL. And I think some of the most successful teams in recent years have done just that. So shout out to Deanta Lee from The Athletic. That was an interesting pick and definitely one that I didn't expect. I think it's the first mock draft in which I see the Dallas Cowboys linked to Devontae Wyatt. How about that quote, by the way, from Lee? Wyatt is an underrated pass rusher for his size too, and then Queen's Blitz schemes generate one-on-ones that Wyatt can win against centers and guards on passing downs. Woo. I could get behind drafting uh, Devontae Wyatt. But anyways, guys, I will let you off the hook so you can enjoy the rest of the game between the Mavericks and the Jazz. Thank you for joining the show. As always, Prime Time brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. You can check the ride of the week, the 2022 Elantra, and more new vehicles over at FreemanHyundai.com. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. We drafted so many tree techs, Samuel. I'm good, but not a first round tree tech, not Devontae Wyatt. Crazy the amount of of Georgia players that could go in the first round. It's just crazy. Anyways, guys, I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the like button. Share the show. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. Good night, and hope that you have a tremendous start to your week. See you guys.